today's episode of the Brains Bite Back podcast, we speak with Chris Duffy, a strategist for the creative cloud at Adobe, who comes on the podcast to discuss the exciting and evolving landscape of Web3 and the metaverse. As a leading expert in this field, Chris provides insights into the foundational tools that allow for creativity in the metaverse, as well as the rise of Web3 and its impact on this new digital world. And as the title suggests, we will also be diving deep into the topic of co-ownership and digital assets in the metaverse. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Great to be here, Sam. Thanks for having me. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Chris Duffy. My day job is a strategist for the creative cloud at Adobe. And so we'd like to think of ourselves as the foundational uh, tools that uh, allow for creativity. And so uh, over the last couple of years, uh, a few years now, have really seen the rise of the excitement and opportunity around the metaverse. And so over the last few years went really, I felt like I had a personal and professional obligation to go really deep into the, the metaverse world. So uh, I have a forthcoming book called uh, Decoding the Metaverse coming out soon. And it's really a, a blueprint for success going forward. Uh, to tap this uh, gold rush of our generation in terms of imagination and co-ownership. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. And I'm super excited about our conversation relating to Web3 and the metaverse. Now, I should say that we've touched on the metaverse before, but Web3 is a topic that we have really yet to discuss on the show, certainly in any kind of like depth. So would you be able to share with our listeners what Web3 is and how it works? Definitely. Uh, I'd like to, uh, you know, take a couple steps back before getting into describing and defining work for Web 1 and Web 2, which got us to this point. So obviously, I'm sure your listeners know Web 1 was the late 90s, early 2000s, where it was this read-only environment. Fast forward a few years to the early 2000s, and that's where the rise of Web 2 came about, and that was about this read and write uh, environment where not only did we have access to you know, uh, information like never before, but now we had this ability to express ourselves like never before uh, to share uh, with you know, friends, family, and uh, people we haven't met literally around the world. Fast forward then uh, again a few years, and that uh, really kind of evolved into the rise of Web 3.0. And I'm gonna make a little distinction uh, maybe your listeners know this, but there is a distinction between Web3. So Web3.0 was this ability to semantically share information coming out of Web2. Out of Web3.0, and sometimes we, you know, in technology, paint ourselves into these semantic corners, but out of Web3.0, what we commonly refer to today as Web3 uh, is this notion of co-ownership, of the ability to have blockchain enable kind of um, authorship, uh, to have decentralized finance, to have decentralized applications, smart contracts, DAOs, and NFTs. And so those are some of the seven or so characteristics uh, of Web3 that is now going to fuel uh, the foundation for the metaverse going forward. And happy to go deep into the web, uh, web three, or talk a little bit more about how web three and the metaverse are distinctly different, but greatly dependent 
uh, upon each other for mutual success. Yeah, actually, that sounds quite interesting. Would you would we be able to go down that rabbit hole of distinguishing between the two and how they interact? Would love to, and I think that is my was my point of inspiration, curiosity a few years back, where some you know one school of thought was it was being conflated, the metaverse and Web3 as one in the same. The other school of thought was, yes, they are distinctly different with a slight tendency to think of Web3 as crypto, which it has a component to, but it is not one in the same there again. And so really had to go deep into talking about where are the shared borders between the metaverse and Web3. So we described some of the characteristics of Web3. There are similar seven characteristics or so, and I don't get too religious uh, about the characteristics, like does a metaverse use case have to have all of these? I personally don't think so, but it's a good framework um, to think about things going forward. So the metaverse essentially has seven or so characteristics, um, one being immersive 3D, right? This ability to have an immersive experience with 3D dimensional uh, aspects to it. The next one, real time. And a number of these you'll probably recognize, your audience will recognize, are characteristics uh, taken from recent or current gaming environments, which is uh, a great visualization currently of what the metaverse may, may uh, look like. Second one being real time, this ability to interact with an environment in real time. The third being ownership, and this has overlap uh, a shared mission with Web3, this ability to have co-ownership, to not, uh, I like to say, the metaverse is not about monetizing consumer time or attention, but rewarding their time and attention. And that gets to this underlying mission of ownership. Uh, the next one, maybe the technically, probably the, the toughest is interoperability, this ability to have digital assets within metaverse worlds. And I, I'm of the belief, and I think we're becoming having universal agreement on this, there is one metaverse, like one internet, but there'll be multiple metaverse worlds, much like we have multiple websites or platforms in the internet. We will have multiple worlds in the metaverse. And the goal is to have an in interoperable uh, ability to take your assets when you go from one environment to the other. Kind of the, the classic um, thought is if you you know, wear a pair of shoes in the real world, you can wear those shoes to work. And then if you go to a sporting event, you can wear those shoes there too. So why, why shouldn't we be able to, you know, take assets and data cross platform? The, the next one, three, three left is the shared experience. And that is this ability, again, taking inspiration from gaming, kind of this multiplayer uh, opportunity for users in the metaverse to have a shared experience. And I think fundamentally, that is one of the great promises uh, of the metaverse is to this ability to connect us uh, like never before. And that's greatly driven by the ability to have shared experiences. The, the next one is a shared economy. This gets uh, a little bit back to the ownership, but it's talking 
focusing in on the ability for the metaverse to create new forms of commerce, which is really exciting. Happy to go into some use cases about that. And then persistence, this ability for it to always be um, ongoing. Uh, it's uh, almost a, you know, to uh, use a human trait, it's always living type, type of thing, the, the metaverse, it's ongoing. There's not necessarily a start or the end, like a, a static geometric movie per se. So those are the seven characteristics of the metaverse and then seven of the of web three. And then we kind of talk about how those come together and amplify each other's abilities going forward. I mean, all of these things sound so exciting. I personally love the idea of like ownership you mentioned. I think that sticks out for me as one of the most exciting to see develop. Now, I, I also want to say like from a business perspective, like why do you think businesses should pay attention to Web3 and the metaverse and how can they benefit financially from investing in this space? You know, I think we're all experiencing this over the, the last couple of years. It has been a dramatic, um, dynamic environment from an economic uh, standpoint over the, the past uh, 24 months or so. And I think... Um, it will continue to be uh, like that for the the near future, albeit the you know the forward visibility is a bit cloudy at the moment. But you know I think the predictions are it's going to be uh, very dynamic. And so I think all businesses, from just a business profit standpoint, are looking for opportunities for growth, right? So if you have that lens on things, you can then apply and point you know the flashlight towards the metaverse on how can the metaverse amplify that ability to create new business lines of growth. And I think this is where it gets really interesting, where there's going to be mutual benefit for the consumer and the businesses where they co-create, co-develop not only products, but community and brand together. And that's that's ultimately a win-win uh, for, for everyone. You know, I think there's some aspects of that, I'm sure uh, most people have heard the rise of the creative economy. And that that is pointing a, a bit to this notion that we can now create, co-create uh, together uh, mutual success for businesses and uh, consumers and individuals. I think that does sound very exciting. And obviously, as the like the creation element, as you mentioned, I I think like the, the possibilities of how it can build like these communities like you mentioned uh, I, I think it's really exciting and um I do want to say like besides uh businesses what would you say that you're most excited about seeing when it comes to web3 and the metaverse like for society as a whole like how do you see it uh shaping our society and our future yeah I think there's uh, maybe two aspects uh, to that the metaverse much like the internet uh gave us uh, democratize access to information. Uh, there's a growing belief, and I'm uh, uh, fundamentally a believer of this, that the metaverse is ushering in this new era of unlimited creativity. And that creativity is going to not only allow us to express ourselves in different ways within the different worlds, but it's also going to elevate the rate and speed of innovation uh, from a business standpoint. So I think a really 
interesting dichotomy is uh, forming about self-expression that overlaps and is you know hand in hand with uh, business opportunities going forward. So I think uh, that that's one lens. The second one is maybe a little more philosophical. Uh, I think the metaverse is going to uh, present a new case where there is limitless abundance and that is going to introduce some new things um, that you know I can't solve or you know one company can't solve, but I think collectively we probably can solve uh, together is what happens when everything is of abundance <laughs> uh, the uh, the abundancy to create the abundancy to be monetized, the abundancy to access information um, you know at, at your whim the the abundancy to literally travel you know through time and space like never before uh will usher in a, a new era of abundancy and so i think we just have to start to consider uh the impact uh, of of abundancy um uh, which is you know converse to some some of the constraints we've had you know historically yeah, that's that's quite bizarre to think about because when I think about something in such abundance, my mind is limited. Like I can't even think of examples. I I feel like this will be some a completely new concept or something a completely new experience. So even just like speaking about it or discussing it is hard for me. Funnily enough, of all the things we discussed today, that's probably one of the hardest things for for me to wrap my head around. You know, there there's a you know thought that you know. We, we've kind of pulled back from the hustle culture a little bit, uh, rightfully so, over the last number of years. But there's something to right, the pursuit <laughs> and the challenges and the setbacks in many ways. But what happens when those are easily accessible going forward? So uh, that's something I've been thinking about after getting through the, the technical and the you know, ethical implications of the metaverse. That's one question that I've been pondering recently is the impact of abundancy um, and how we can use that as fuel for greater innovation versus almost uh, demotivating uh, and kind of making us somewhat lazy, <laughs> to put it in a, a blunt term. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get you. And uh, it sounds cool. It sounds cool. I like the idea of it. And I wanted to move on and ask. So you did recently, uh, you or you mentioned this book that you've been working on, Decoding the Metaverse, Expand Your Business Using Web3. Now, obviously, uh, we would recommend and encourage all our listeners to go check it out. But can you share some cool insights from the book that might interest our listeners and give them a taste of what they can expect from this book? Definitely. Uh, and this is my second book and I have to share, uh, it's somewhat therapeutic when I, when I say this, uh, you know, both books were, were uh, fundamentally challenging and difficult. And, you know, there's, I had this realization, like it doesn't get easier. <laughs> and so um, that, that, that's just a, a personal reflection for anyone who's thinking about a book uh, or uh, writing a second book. Yes, there's some learnings, but um, you know it's it's equally as difficult. On the the metaverse side, maybe I'll back up. the The first book was 
um, about five years ago called Superhuman Innovation, uh, leveraging artificial. Um, you know, I came from a digital health background and did some early work with uh, health data and artificial intelligence. And that was my aha moment for the, the merging of creativity, technology, and data. And so wrote a book uh, about, you know, the impact of um, AI on innovation going forward. That was about five years ago and used some early language transformers uh, to not only write a book about AI, but write um, the book with AI as a co-author. And a few days ago, I was remembering how I was presenting uh, that um, a few years ago. And it was literally the audience, 100% was a blank face that quickly, before my eyes turned to anger and asking, that is not technically possible. That is uh, going to be detrimental to society. And I, I have to say, I'm so pleased, fulfilled to see, you know, the technology advance so much uh, that it's pervasive across our culture now with chat GPT. Much like that, I think we're in the still vision days of the metaverse. So I think this this book is a call to action to get the mindset um, first in place and then kind of the organizational structure uh, to be able to act pretty quickly over the next year or two to get into the metaverse. A couple interesting factoids to get directly to your question. NFTs, you know, one interesting um, factoid I learned about NFTs throughout the research is 99% of all NFT artwork is not on the block, it's on the cloud. And so perhaps like Ethereum uh, moving from proof of work to proof of stake will change that. But currently that's something everyone should be aware of if they're a investing in uh, NFTs or uh, creating NFTs for a, a business standpoint that uh, know where your, your art asset is on the cloud. Because if that cloud provider goes down uh, in many ways, your NFT could potentially go, go down. Maybe a, a second point on NFTs, even within the last year or so, it has seen uh, a great maturity. It started out as almost an alternative to physical artwork as digital artwork investment. We're now seeing it evolve to more of a loyalty club with like token gating this ability to have different tiers of membership and VIP access, which I think that is the the fundamental broader utility of NFTs, which is quite exciting. Um, you know, we talked about, I think that's another important, I'll, I'll just um, underscore that the importance, Web3 and Web3.0 are distinctly different. Uh, Web3 again, Web3.0 is semantic web, and then Web3 is all about the interoperability and the number of those other characteristics that, that we talked about. So th those are a couple, um, you know, points that, you know, I think are interesting factoids to get to uh, create some intrigue to, to mm -hmm. get into the metaverse a, a bit more. Definitely. I mean, that's crazy what you said about like just the high prevalence of NFTs existing on a cloud rather than the, the block. I mean, I never knew that. That's absolutely, yeah. that's crazy um cool fantastic well obviously you've been working on the book but like book aside what else are you working on what's going to be next for you 
what's yeah what's what's up in your future I couldn't couldn't uh, be more excited about the future you know I think some of the headlines paint you know in the economy paint somewhat of a narrowly narrative uh, if you zoom out a little bit more couldn't be more excited from a long-term standpoint on how technology is advancing and is going to propel new business opportunities going forward, uh, specifically around AI generation, right? So we talked about language transformers, kind of all the buzz in the, you know, the headlines recently of chat GPT and then Google uh, recently getting, uh, showcasing their, their work. Uh, you know, my day job at Adobe, we're, we're quite excited about maybe four horizons of generative AI. The first uh, being the text generation, ironically, probably the, the hardest with all of the nuances of, you know, the, the spoken and written word. The second, second one uh, being uh, visual uh, generation, and we've seen some early entrance into you know, the, the, the ether with like Midjourney, Dolly, and a number of others. And we're working on uh, something pretty exciting currently. The third one being generative video. And then the fourth being generative 3D. And all of those play really nicely into amplifying the immersiveness of the upcoming um, so-called metaverse. So uh, really exciting time. Um, you know, a number of years ago with the, the early formation of AI with the caveat that, you know, AI has been around 50 plus years since the fifties, um, but it really kind of took off, uh, because of compute power and bigger data sets, uh, just a few years ago. Again, I think that what's exciting is AI always felt like a great technology without a broader mission. And now when you couple that with the metaverse and web three, uh, I think we have, uh, you know, a, a great trinity of technologies to propel uh, humanity and business opportunity going forward. Yeah, indeed, it is an exciting time to be alive, lots happening. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what develops in this space. And if people are interested in keeping up with the work that you're doing, or connecting with you personally, how can they do that, Chris? Please, I, I love uh, feedback and, you know, I'm inspired, uh, you know, from the, the content creators out there on a daily basis from, uh, you know, every the likes of TikTok and Instagram, YouTube, uh, you know, I, I get equal inspiration. So please uh, reach out. Uh, I can be found at uh, my website, Chris Duffy with a EY dot uh, AI. So Chris Duffy dot AI would love to uh, meet chat. Uh, co-create with with the community out there fantastic well once again thanks so much for joining me today chris i can say i've learned a lot growing a company has many hurdles from securing funding to expanding your business capabilities to ranking better on search each business challenge is uniquely complex the solution to these challenges is growth focused digital pr and marketing and that is where our sponsor, Publicize, comes in. Publicize sets itself apart from traditional PR companies. It does not charge large retainers or churns out press releases, whether you've got a newsworthy announcement or not. 
Publicize builds businesses' online presence and gets high-quality PR and media coverage for startups and entrepreneurs who are priced out of a broken PR industry. What's more, listeners of BrainSpike Back can find the tools and resources they need to overcome common hurdles that many startups face when trying to generate long-term growth by visiting publicize.co slash bbb. That's publicize.co slash bbb. That is it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. I hope you've learned something. And if you have benefited from today's episode, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast as these reviews really help us grow the show. You can also follow us wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Just search BrainSpike back and you will find us. We hope you join us for more episodes in the future. And until then, take care.